You're listening to TBD with Tegan and Lee. I'm, of course, Lee. Hey, Tegan. And Tegan, shuffling papers. Stop it. Um, so today we're going to talk about what? Talk about Airbnb, Airbnb and the price of real estate. Mm, I heard they've been ruining some lives. Only those who don't like it, but mainly hotels. <laughs> hotels I- and I get... Um, possibly individuals who want to own real estate but aren't able to do the fact that a lot of people are purchasing um apartments to to rent or i would say condos or or taking apartments and renting them out Mm. short term which is uh gives you a higher i guess higher return than if you did long term i think we're also i think i want to like put in there some travel you know because that goes with bnb be airbnb you know what i mean because people usually get them when they're traveling to other places so let's just start this conversation off right airbnb might just be evil 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 it's not it's not that it's well i guess the only, it's not evil it's just there are some drawbacks to renting an um, airbnb versus a hotel like for Airbnb, you prepay. For a hotel, you postpay, which means you can adjust your you can adjust your stay with a hotel. Mm. And for Airbnb, you're stuck. True, true, true. So you'd have to know in advance that you only want to spend two days there instead of four days. Well, that's not true. I mean, because just think like if there's a conference, right, and you only book your hotel room for a week and then you're like, I want to stay for an extra week. If it's booked, it's booked and you can't have that room. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing for the Airbnb. You book it for that time. You're not going to get it. But the fact the you're more likely to extend your stay at a hotel than it is at Airbnb. And you're more you're more likely to reduce your say you went to a conference and you realize you know what I only need to be here for two days not four days, you can adjust that, and you don't have to worry about losing losing the money for those two days, and instead of instead of staying in that area you say oh I always wanted to visit San Diego I'm in this area let me just go maybe fifty miles up ahead, and I'll you know check out something new. Or even move your whole state to another place, San Francisco, maybe Arizona, someplace. Uh, yeah. So are we, like, just talking about um, Airbnb is, like, hurting, what, the hotel market? Or, I've you know, because I've been hearing a lot about how um, Airbnbs are actually um, driving up real estate prices and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the main reason why uh, cities like New York and Toronto and Los Angeles is fighting against the uh, Airbnb um, rentals. Um, Toronto outright banned them, made it um, illegal, and New York is is doing the same thing. Um, and Airbnb is, well, the, one of the arguments that they're fighting in New York is that um, hotel, hotel companies are saying they don't... Um, they don't they don't see how individuals can be allowed to rent their apartments and be, and they're not following the same strict rule it's it's it has the same effect as um as Uber does for taxis now now it's just becoming a problem for hotels because they can't 
they I guess they can since I guess two thousand eight, two thousand seven, they had a slowdown and then a rebound. But they have to understand that like, not everybody wants to stay in a hotel. Some people prefer the Airbnb way and some people found it and really enjoyed it. Now you're forcing those people to to come on to a, uh, a hotel where they don't want to. And also those individuals who are renting it just to uh, supplement their income, especially in New York, but it's uh, New York and LA where it's expensive to, to live. Those people who are renting it a few times a year just to get some income, now you're taking that away from them. The thing is like for hotels, it's obviously about having, you know, like a corner on the market, right? So the thing is, if people have to come to you, you can charge, not charge them whatever you, you want, but I mean, along those lines, you know? So of course they're against Airbnb because, it, you know, it takes, uh, I guess, uh, revenue away from them. It, do, it does take revenue away from them, but it's more of, it's more of the people, uh, it's more of what, what the people want. Yeah, but the thing about it is, like, uh, when they're making the excuse that they don't have to follow the same rules, it's like, of course they don't have to follow the same rules um, because they're renting it to one individual person. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they rent it to one person, and one the other argument is that um, they don't have to get strict security like the hotels do, where if the individual is not having to manage... Uh, hundreds of rooms and a lobby and some other areas that are parking lot or anything they're just managing just one apartment or one room in their in their rental mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the other thing that some some cities are embracing it by uh and then trying taking that as a um making a revenue stream for them where they charge some places are charging eight percent or sixteen percent uh occupancy tax what does that mean that means on top of your bill, you did, they're gonna tackle sixteen percent on your bill. So the individual who's who, let's say, if you had an apartment, you were renting it, then you'll charge you sixteen percent tax on that. So you could either charge that or tack the tax on afterwards. So the issue with uh, Airbnb driving up real estate prices has to do with people buying up properties to use as Airbnbs. It's not a private residence. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say I'm, I'm against that. I would say that that's kind of a move. And if the thing is, if you're not living in that apartment or in in that house, it's just like having a, um, what do they call it? A rental property. If you're a homeowner, you own more than one house, you only live in one house and you rent out the apartments and others. That's what that is. You know what I mean? It's not it, there. I really don't see a gray area here. And you should be either. You should be held to a the same stipulations as hotels, because that's what you're doing, or the same stipulations as owning a rental property. Yeah. And uh, New York did a little investigation, found out the some people who were who had seven apartments and they were renting them out. And Airbnb did come out and say that we they did. um take out those people who have multiple um, accounts. I guess they, I think Airbnb would have kept those accounts active if they weren't pressured by government officials to to take those um, those listings down because taking those listings down also take takes a, the, um, brings down their revenue. But then they figured in the long run it's better for them to sustain. You don't want to get a quick paycheck today and instead you could get it over time but the 
there was there's a lot of a uh, lot of um, research being done about some cities who have it and cities like Toronto who who have taken it out where um, property property value have skyrocketed because too many people buy condos and apartments and one of the arguments that they made where they they asked uh, um, one of the senate senators from New York what if what if people are allowed to do one or two apartments and then she was like says what if 10,000 people take to that that's about roughly 20,000 apartments that are not available for people to rent mhm so what what do you do you would you allow that to to happen for at least you an individual to have one or two apartments that they could rent out um or is it just they have to rent the primary resident that they live in. I think it would have to be like a. The thing is, okay, if you have a primary residence and you have one rental property, that's okay. Because the issue that the senator brought up was that okay, so you guys are talking about um, now that they've decided to make this, it's not a rental property in the normal sense because it's not like they can have. Um, they're not renting it out on a monthly basis. They're renting out on a weekly or daily basis. And so what about people who actually want to live in that city? They're not coming to visit. They're coming to live there. And now that that apartment is off the market for them to, to live. So in the end, that hurts the city. Yeah. And if, if you're interested in, in um, starting an Airbnb, I have six cities that are top cities to do this. And it gives you a breakdown of um, the cap rate and, your uh, cash on cash return and all that. So, number one would be Oklahoma City. Really? Well, Oklahoma City Who's apparently Oklahoma? Is, is a college town, so it's more like uh, more of colleges area, and I don't. It's it's. I guess it, it works because it's 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 got some attraction that's happening there, but it's really there's not much that's happening there. Mm-hmm. So I guess for people who who want to visit the schools there or the um visiting games like the the thunders or i don't know if, i don't know how well that'll do in that area but it's not really a destination city but that's where number one it's number one um because of the um the occupancy rate the rental income and the cap so the cap rate right now is at 21.8 percent the cash on cash return is fifteen point seven percent. So the cap on raise your um it's your profitability rate. So and the occupancy rate is almost fifty percent, which means half the um half the apartments in um I guess condos are, are not occupied. Then we go down to Memphis, Tennessee, which it's close. Memphis, Tennessee I don't know it's I don't know much that you could do there? I don't know. I, it's Maybe jazz. There's a lot going on. Have you been, have you been to I've, Oklahoma City or Memphis? I've never been to Oklahoma City or Memphis. I, I've been to Tennessee. I've never been to Memphis. Okay. Well, the, the cap rate is 15% on there. It's um, about 6% lower than Oklahoma City, and the cash on cash return is 10 Uh, And I, Nashville makes sense. Uh, because Nashville is where a, lo- a lot's happening in Nashville. 
um, with the effect that, well, at least from what I heard is one negative side is that people, there's a lot of drunk people roaming the streets. That's the only thing that I, I can yeah, think of. Yeah, I mean, that's not like, that's not an Airbnb issue. That's like a... I know it's not an Airbnb <laughs> issue. I'm just saying it makes sense that this would be one of the top three. Um, I probably would have put Nashville ahead of Oklahoma City and Memphis just for the fact that there's a lot more to do. There's a lot of music um, happening there so, and other other things that are more attractive. Or Well, you have to think that Airbnb is, you know, it's new and right now it's causing a lot of controversy. But to be honest, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are just like, let's go to a hotel. Because yeah. for some people, it might, like, freak them out. I mean, to, like, this is someone's personal home in, like, a minute, and it could be weird for them. So they're like, let's just go to a hotel. I can ask them for anything. Not anything, but, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I was surprised that Las Vegas is number four. Why? Because Las Vegas is a tourist city. Yeah, but exactly. And so they know that there, there's nowhere else for you to really stay. So they're going to charge you for, you know, it's all no, about no, living it up in Las Vegas. It's literally a blip in the middle of a desert. And so all the hotels are pretty expensive, I think. That's why I would have thought that Las Vegas would have been up there where the Airbnb individuals would try to undercut the hotels. Mm, well, But it's the cash on cash return is pretty low. It's um, 8%. Well, the thing is, you have to remember, like, when you go to Las Vegas, you're not going to, like, budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you're going to live it up. I think some people are budgeting because you want to budget your your stay and then maximize your spending on the activities you want to do. So I would I would say you find the least not, i guess not, not the very least expensive but uh inexpensive hotel that is very moderate or uh, yeah but you're thinking like you're thinking you're not thinking i don't know you're you're well no i'm yeah, thinking some like people like splurge like i'm gonna live it up i'm gonna have champagne in my room you know what i mean like you can still have wanna, that people want to do those things you can still have that at a different hotel <laughs> but another one is indianapolis Oh, well, I guess this makes sense if you're for NASCAR time. Mm. <laughs> that's one. That's one time. Uh, the Indy 500. That's, and what's, what's the last one? The last one's Columbus, Ohio. Really? Which, mm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, Ohio is, oh, the medium property prices. I didn't even mention the medium. So the medium property price in Oklahoma City is eight. That's probably why. Mm. So you could go over there and buy three properties. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that because, you know, they were in that slump. And I was like, I should go buy a house. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I I don't know. So, like, Airbnb, um, for me, I feel like it's, I, I can't even explain it. I feel like with people my age, I call myself a bubble millennial, right, because I'm right at the cusp of being a millennial and so the thing is like i i feel like you have you know social media and airbnb and uber which there was an uber before uber we call them gypsy cabs and and the thing is like i feel like everything is so like on hand all the time it's like oh well you want to go and stay we'll just get an airbnb for two days and i get how that like makes life slightly easier but it's only slightly so for all the issues it causes how how much better does it actually make life <laughs> you know yeah well a lot a lot of time the regulations are not warranted 
And what really needed to be done is just if the if the government sees this as oh there's something new happening here, they do what they usually do and tax it. Yeah, but the thing is like it's not just like oh there's something new going on here. The whole thing with them buying up real estate and driving up real estate prices, it's like mini gentrification. And the thing is, it's just how, like how I personally feel sometimes when like uh, the the MBTA is extending the green line or whatever, or, or every time they do something because it's like, oh, well, you know, in our college areas, I'm like, but they're a transient, they're a transient um, group of people. They're not going to come here and live here. Maybe like 10% of them will stay here, but they're not going to come and live here. They're here for a short amount of time. They're going to go back to wherever they're from or move to wherever as like, and you're investing money that should be invested in people who have been here live here stay here and that's the biggest issue it's like so airbnb is taking away from people who are going to put down roots and like you said it's not a fast payday like airbnb where someone who's coming to visit they're going to continue to invest their money in your property taxes in your local businesses and stuff like that and so that's what i think that's a legitimate this is not like a double talk government thing this is that's a legitimate issue well, I think one thing that should be done rather than um, criticizing Airbnb, uh, apartments have been be- have been built just the same as malls being built. A lot of them fail and it's some succeed. Now that they have a catalyst to help them further succeed, we're, we're seeing it as a bad thing because the Airbnb is accelerating it. What I think should be done is well, cities complaining about property taxes, property, um, the property, the property prices are going up. There is nothing else being built, or there's at least that I've seen that is being um, constructed to to help improve the city itself, rather than building. All all I see built is uh, apartments, hospitals. And then expanding graveyards. Beyond that, there's there's nothing really to uh, to attract people. Like you go to Chicago, there's a lot, this water, there's a waterway, there's walkways, people, places for people to interact, and not something that makes the city look attractive. Rather than you, it's just building after building and just concrete uh, floors. Okay, so I don't understand. I, why this isn't why that argument is in favor of Airbnb? It's in. It's not saying I'm in favor of uh, Airbnb. I'm just saying that we're vilifying Airbnb for something that's already been going on, and we've we've just come to realize that. I'm not vilifying Airbnb. The thing is that it it's when you say it's already been happening, and now we just realize it. What do you mean? Because the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure that. I can't even explain to you. So it's like, okay, you have a cut and you know you have a cut and you've been like, you know, wiping it and putting an antiseptic on it. And then here comes someone and they like punch you in your cut. So now it's reopened and all this stuff. And now it's gaping blood. And so you're blaming them because now they're like, well, now it's a real problem. Now we have to, we have to get a big enough bandaid. And so the issue here isn't that B&B is bad. It's just that it's exacerbated an already existing problem. And so now it's like, well, geez, you know, it's like you're trying to sweep up and you have a you have a dirt pile and then someone walks through the dirt pile and you're like, but really? What about, really? What about the individuals who, who were doing it on their own and without having the 
this uh, uh, separate company who, so, who aggregate all of them together to make it available to you. Well, but see, that's the issue. Like when you put things all together. So you, I also don't know if I believe that one person owned eight different properties and rented them all out. And if they did, they still, like I said, still should have fell under having a rental property. They still should have had a whole landlord, blah, blah, blah issue thing going on. But there's still landlords that own these apartment complex and they're using Airbnb rather than um, renting it out to individuals. Really? See, I didn't know that. So, but see, they put themselves out there. That's the thing. It's like, you know you're doing something wrong, and then you get caught, and then you're upset. Yeah, it is, because the thing is, like, Airbnb is not for renting. Airbnb is there. It's like a hotel. You're there for a finite amount of time. Yeah. It's not the same as renting or leasing an apartment. No, you, you bought this building, and now you say you have 10 units. Yeah. And you decided all 10 units will be placed on Airbnb. No. Why is that wrong? Because, what What did I just say? Because the Airbnb, the people who are going to Airbnb, they're not saying, I want to find somewhere to live. I'm going to stay for six months, a year. They're looking for, it's short term. So like I said, that's not. But you're dictating what someone could do with their own property, their personal property. Well, there were already rules in place for stuff like that. It's just like saying you buy a three, but, like there's an empty lot near my neighborhood. And I was like, oh, it's looking kind of rough. And I like emailed the city and the city's like, yeah, it's zoned for a three family house. You know what that means? That means you can't build anything else there. You can't build a commercial property. You can't build a one family home. It has to be three family home unless you get it rezoned. There are rules. So if you wanted to do what whatever it is that that's doing, you want to do it as a property we don't have rules for that yet so now we have to make rules and they're probably gonna suck because we have to do it on the fly yeah always it it always it always um seems strange to me that every every time something new happens and it seems like we're scared of anything new that comes out so we have we have airbnb coming out and it's been out for a long time now in the past two years People are saying, oh, no, um, we got we have to stop this because they see that because um, let's say a group uh, like the Hotels Association sees a drop in their revenue and sees a trend. And then they hire people to talk on the news and people to go to Capitol Hill and um, try to try to get some rules in place. Well, so, I don't see I don't think it's an issue in that sense. I think people should have variety in where they get to, you know, um, if you don't want to stay in a hotel, because sometimes you don't, right? Because this is too many people or you don't like the way they do things, yeah. they charge too much money, whatever. Like, I get that. Variety in, but hotels are, again, I mean, some hotels do have branches that are called residence inns and you can stay for longer than two weeks or whatever. But that's the thing. It's still finite. Like, it's set up for a finite amount of stay, which is different from renting or leasing. So if you have an apartment building and apartments are there for people to live, and when I say live, I mean they're there 24, well, not at their apartment 24-7, but they, they live here in this city, in this town. That's not the same as a hotel or an Airbnb. And that's that's the issue that I think, well, that I have. I don't know about the government, but that would be my issue. Because, again, it's like, okay, you want to move to a area, you want to move to Dorchester, you can't move to Dorchester because, A, there's a whole bunch of old people who own their homes and they live there, they're not going anywhere. But then you have all these homes that are owned for Airbnbs and they're empty for six, seven, eight, nine months because no one's coming to visit Boston in the winter. And so you have nowhere to live because someone's like, well, I want to I wanna rent it out week to week. So now you're screwed. 
and even the, you want to come and you want because the thing is like I feel like you're coming from a point of view well it's a way to make money it was like just because it's a way to make money doesn't not, make it good it's not because it's a way to make money it's a matter of dictating what someone can do with their property so some some old couple from Cincinnati Ohio who's come to visit Boston for a week or some Eric from from Minnesota is coming to visit two days in April so he deserves to get that Airbnb and I don't I don't deserve to live here it's not that you because don't deserve to live Because this person wants it. to make money. This person elected a different route. Okay, so so what about what about me? It, so that, now I'm screwed. That, what do I do? You're not screwed because... Wh- where do I move? There's nowhere to move because they're all Airbnbs or owned by people. What do I do? Yeah, but see, you're thinking of yourself... In I'm the, thinking about as, an average wait, wait, person. No, you're thinking of yourself and the person who owns the property is thinking of themselves. And there's nothing wrong with those individuals looking out for their best interests. That's not what I'm saying. But okay, but let's let's lay it out flat. Like there's a difference between your best interests. Like I said, like we've had conversations. Remember, I, you guys can check it out on uh, our archive podcast. But we did talk about being a realist versus being an optimist. And I would consider myself a realist. And so right now you're you're being an optimist again. And so you're saying that there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with people looking out for the best interest, but the simple fact of the matter is that that's not their best interest. That's literally what's 5% good for them and 90% bad for other people. That's not your best interest because the only way to make the only, it's not the only way to make extra income is to literally have this thing, this house sit here empty most of the time and just get money once in a while. Okay. So if, if I decided, you know what, I want to rent it to people who live here, and then I build, I build an apartment complex, but and I have my my gauge. See, my um, the apartments are the minimum would be three thousand dollars to rent this place out, and now there will be an issue saying there's no affordable uh, places. Mm-hmm. But in in the end, you have to think about this. The person spent to buy the land or even to buy the land than to build the property. But the thing is, so, they, but they know they don't do that. That's the whole point. They don't what? They don't spend. They they might. Okay, so real estate in Boston, mm, it might range like in the high, maybe close to right. But the thing is, they don't spend the same amount of money that they charge. Like you can't think that what they charge for their apartments is equivalent to or, you know, to make their money back. That's not how they do it because there's also tax loopholes or whatever where even if their building doesn't reach full capacity or whatever, the government or the city, whatever, pays them back that money, which is why they feel no need to, A, build apartments that make sense and charge a sensible rate because they know they'll make their money back either way. The only way way that will happen is if they dedicate certain certain floors for... Or certain rooms for affordable housing where the government they don't. It, affordable housing is that's like a, a term it doesn't mean anything right because they say that you're supposed to spend 30 percent of your take home on housing literally all the stuff they're building none of that stuff falls within 30 percent of the average income in boston and that's the thing so they know the, the developers know they're going to make their money back either whether or not they fill their apartment building or whether you know what i mean and that's why they set the prices so crazy high because even though the buildings look nice on the inside outside of like buildings like the kensington which is downtown and stuff like that they're not really offering you anything particularly you know on par with a can you explain a little more how well, they make actually, their money? So no, so we have to. We're gonna have to continue this conversation later because we have come to the end of the show, guys. We got a little heated at the end there, but you have been listening to TBD with Tegan and Lee. See you later, guys. <laughs>